0: Again,
1: but thanks for noticing Are you a part of that far <laughs> This is Live
2: at 5, Live at 5, Live at 5 oh,
3: Hey now, yep, 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 Just getting on a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit we're on there, we're recording Monday, Monday, check, 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 I'm going to be like at a, uh, a fire, you know, like a wedding at a fire hall, check, 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 check. What do you do? Do you Had everything ready, everything, and then all of a sudden the recording wouldn't record, and then I didn't get on Facebook quick enough, Does anyone not even really care what I'm saying right now. Right now it's, uh, it's a Monday, it's the 6th of June, another day that will forever live in infamy. Uh, the evasion of uh, D-Day, of course, today. Uh, the beaches of Normandy. Uh, and again, I haven't been watching much television today. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I haven't been listening to much radio as well. So I, I don't know what tribute they did, but uh, let's see. Let's do the math. Let's do the math. 44 to 22. That's uh, 56. That's as cheap as creep as seven, uh, 78 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, 78 years ago. Long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. D-Day today. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, you, you ask people out in the street, just like, you know, it's like, well, what was D-Day? Oh, that was the end of World War II. Said, well, not really. It might have been perceived as the beginning of the end of, the, of World War II, but, uh, uh, it, you know, the, we needed to do some work after that, and we did. And by the way, uh, someone who sat in this very chair here for many years, uh, his name is Mike White, uh, still around, doing great things, uh, just always telling a joke, a good one, bad one. Little dirty every now and then, uh, and his father, Reichel, otherwise known as Rick White, uh, was a uh, was a prisoner of war in the Battle of the Bulge, which uh, took part in the latter part of 19. When did that happen again? 1944. So Normandy had to be invaded first, and then the purge towards Germany. But then the Battle of the Bulge was like the last ditch effort. That Hitler threw at us, at least, even he was, you know, the Russians were coming in from the other direction. But uh, just incredible, just the history that we have and, and those who we lost defending freedom. And uh, unfortunately, again, I'm, I'm guilty Is uh, you know, last week, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be quite honest, I was very ashamed of myself. We have a flag, but I forgot to put it up last week on Memorial Day. I rarely do that. And, uh, and I, you know, again, I say, oh, you should never have a flag outside in the rain. Well, eh, I have forgotten, and that's a terrible thing. But uh, flag etiquette, and for that matter, flag wave, waving in general, was uh, so prominent back in the days. You know, when you had Flag Day in June, which, by the way, I don't even know when that is. That's, that's coming up, too, right? What is that? It's coming up in June. I think it's the 21st from what I can see from the distance. And we had a lot of flags after 9-11. Uh, I think that was the last time this country was truly united, uh, and we we just don't see that. I don't know if that's a reflection of things, or you know, patriotism is dead, or we just like to be divided. One or the other. I mean, watching the view for instance last week, they were doing the uh, you know reviews of the early the the the, the Queen's 70 year jubilee, started in Thursday, ended yesterday. It was like a four round round of golf, like the British Open. And uh, first day was great. Second day, I, I, I see all types of people up there, uh, British people, having the time of their lives, by the way. They truly do love the Queen. They really do. And to see kids as young as five years old in the stands singing along to the words of Abba, Dancing Queen. And, and these you could tell the little kids knew the words. By the way, Abba, not a British band, mind you. And Rod Stewart is. However, Rod Stewart was singing, uh, um, duh, uh, Neil Diamond. He was singing uh, "Sweet Caroline" uh, t- to the crowd, I believe. Yesterday, or the day before, apparently, he got panned because his voice is shot. But you know, you know I don't get that. I mean, "Sweet Caroline" is, a, is is one of those songs that you all sing together, like "New York, New York." But this is Britain. You got your own music. You got Rod Stewart has a library of music, and he has to sing a song from a Jewish guy from Brooklyn instead, and he butches that. Geez, what happened to Maggie May? Couldn't do it, I guess. But speaking of British people, my big surprise on Friday, I didn't want to divulge, uh, because I know my wife's listening, I wanted to su- surprise her when I got home, is uh, my, uh, my wife and I, along with a friend, went to, uh, uh, went to the Paul McCartney concert down there in Syracuse on Saturday. And that was the second time we saw Paul McCartney. We saw him back in September 2017, first time he's ever ever was at the Dome. Uh, and he was brilliant then, and he, he hasn't missed a step since. And you might, it just looks fantastic. And uh, I just want to uh, pay courtesy where courtesy is clearly due. Uh, Jim Levin uh, offered me the tickets because for whichever reason, I still don't have the reason. It's none of my business. But he bought tickets for himself and two others but uh, couldn't go. So he approached me after, for the record, transparency after reaching out to other people. But I got here just moments before. And they didn't want to go. They couldn't, for whatever, babysitter problems or couldn't, didn't want to uh you know it wasn't metal enough i don't know what the deal was but anyway i said how can i turn down a, a proposition we, we made a little business deal uh i got a great deal on what he you know p- paid for I mean, it was floor seats floor tickets although you know what again i don't i don't want to say here it is oh they were great seats but what i'm about to say might might rather sound like i'm ungrateful and i don't want to come across that way but i've been on the floor before and uh, quite frankly, I don't like floor seats. I don't know what it is. And, and don't get me wrong, this, the stage is huge. They build it up so you could see it. Uh, but everyone stands. It's like uh, you know, it's like at a, a, a SU basketball game. Everyone stands before the first basket is made, which I think is is is, is a horrible tradition, by the way. But that's me. And sure enough, just you know, everyone's sitting. I was oh, this is great. Look at this. We're sitting right at the fifty-yard line. Uh, Paul McCartney's going to be here. The place is filled up, filling up. Thirty-five thousand people, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and and just as he gets out, everyone stands. By the way, no such thing as an opening band anymore. It is an opening band. No one has an opening band. In fact, not only that, but there's, no one even came out to introduce them. I mean, at least, you know, I, you know you'll see an introduction by the DPAO at a uh, local concert. Uh, and you know, those are outstanding concerts, too. But no one. They just popped out. No, no curtain. They couldn't build a curtain that big. And all of a sudden, they just started playing. And uh, just fantastic. It really, really was. Uh, 35,000 people. The average age was probably around 63, 64 years old. I did notice that when I was standing, that I was one of the taller people standing. And <laughs> and and I and the people, and anyone who might have been taller or my, my height was, was much younger than I was. So <coughs> this just goes to show, if you were 6 foot at age 35, and you're over 60 now? You're probably not six foot anymore. Thank God I was like almost six foot. Well, I forget what I was, but I, I measured myself recently. I'm still six foot, thank God. Oh, my goodness. But I look anyway, I don't know what, what it is. Maybe it's the hair. So I looked, uh, I looked around. looked said, geez, I'm, I'm like the tallest guy here. <laughs> this isn't right. And I said, wait a minute. I'm at a Paul McCartney concert, of course. Japers, Grapers. But nonetheless, it was great. The dome looked awesome, although they didn't fix the troughs in the men's bathroom still feel like i'm peeing in a barn when i go there but uh can't complain and i won't complain although it sounds that way ungrateful glenn curry tonight uh it was great and if you were there share your experiences with me i know a couple i saw i saw steve knight there from uh, drive america he got there a little late and it's funny because steve knight was you know we had decent seats i should tell jim this i'll tell if he's listening he'll know um Steve Knight had better seats than Jim did, so Jim's got to do better next time. I mean, come on. Hi, right, you're on the air. Hi, you i
2: It's
3: Gerald Delage. Uh, oh, Joe, cheapest as, creepers. As, I'm so sorry for uh, letting you wait so long, Gerald. I was just talking to everyone no, about. No. I just went to the uh, uh, to the Paul McCartney concert, uh, and uh, and I was sharing that, and I looked up at the clock, and I and I knew because I just texted you earlier that you were chiming right. in today. So Gerald DeLosh, uh one of three Republicans running currently. Uh, for the big, big primary, the 28th of June, for the, uh, uh, for the Jefferson County Sheriff's role. And, and Gerald, i got to say, I know uh, uh, your ad came on, I believe, last week. Uh, you have a very, right. good, very good message, Gerald. Elaborate more on what you say in your commercial about what you want to do about the drug problem locally. Yeah, Say that again? Uh, elaborate, if you want, uh, Gerald, on, on, on your campaign and, and what, would you, what you want people to know about you and your fight against drugs.
2: Well, um, well, one, of course, I want to involve more. I want to bring in, try to bring in the villages to include them with it. Right. Because, again, I mean, they know the faces, they know the names, they know the houses. Right. So if we can all kind of work together, and it, you're just going to build a bigger force. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: So you need you need more participation from other groups. As, as again, the the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, from what I, what you're saying, Gerald, can't do it on their own. Is that
0: true?
2: Well, I'm not saying they can't. It's just the more you have, the better off you're always going to be. Sure. Because um, you you know you're going to get input from people who know again faces and names of their local villages or towns.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, and 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 people do know who who the culprits are, so the more the merrier, that's for sure. But there's a lot more. Right. I mean, I'm looking at your I'm looking at your Facebook page right now. You just went to the uh to the dairy parade. You've been going to a lot of events, Jerry. And right. and what are people saying? And I ask this all the time. I might have asked you this a month ago or so when you came in. What 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 do people want from from their sheriff? A lot of I mean,
2: I'm getting great support and a lot of them, a majority of my questions are, again, you know, about the drugs, but right. and it's also about the pistol process.
0: True, true. So, yeah,
2: you know, I have, I feel some good ideas um, to bring forward to speed that process up.
3: So, you know, we heard the governor, and again, we have to live and abide by the rules of Albany, obviously the, the governor, uh, but and she's obviously, you know, following up on a, on a heinous, horrible event that happened in uh, in buffalo in fact big news and i kind of alluded to this on friday uh, uh congressman jacobs who would have been our congressman if they kept the same uh, boundaries uh he has bowed out he is going to fulfill his two-year term and he's not running for re-election and gerald here's why he said that if there was a bill that would come in front of him in the form of banning the AR-15, uh, he could not do that. And as a Republican, he f- I guess he felt that he was going to lose his, his constituency, so he bowed out. He's no longer going to be in Congress after that. Now, the only reason why I bring that up, Gerald, I'm not going to ask you about an AR-15, but we've heard so much in recent weeks, especially uh, uh, coming from Albany in particular, where you know, and other areas where people fe- are fearful that they're going to lose all of their guns. And and then you talk about the actual pistol p- uh, permit process. Your 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 opponents have talked about it too. Why is why does it take so darn long to get a pistol permit these days, Gerald?
2: It um, I think a lot of it is you know stamping for it. Yeah. You know they try the best they can. You know um, and our detectives do a majority of the pistol permit process. So I again have some ideas that would feed um, that process up because, once again, I mean, I was involved with it um, for a short period of time, so, you know, I know what it takes to do it.
3: So, you, yeah, you're familiar with that, and if I'm not mistaken, when you and I talked about that, it does seem to be a limited amount of people that are, that are part of the process of, of facilitating uh, a pistol permit. Is that common in every county, uh, Gerald, or is that just right here in, in Jefferson County?
2: You know, I guess I really can't speak for the other counties. Right. Um, I know some do subcontract it out or right. um, the county clerk's office or something may um, participate in doing them. Right. Um, so, you know, with us, I mean, we only have so many people. That's right. And, right. Right. you know, if our detectives are catching a case, sure. you know, they they have a huge caseload themselves. So Sure. You know, they're balancing between pistol permits and also working on their caseloads.
3: So I'm going to take a guess without knowing this, that there's a lot of people out there that are either curious about getting a pistol permit or are getting a pistol permit. And I'm also going to say there's a lot of people that would say, ah, the process is too long, I can't wait, I don't want to go through that, so they don't get it at all. I don't see that as a good thing because the Second Amendment is there for a reason, and I think more and more people, Gerald, are getting are concerned about the, uh, the safety of themselves and the family and their properties that facilitating or doing something with the pistol permit process would probably uh, get a lot of people you know armed if you will because I think a lot of people once they knew that the process was easier, Gerald and I'm speaking on my own behalf, I think they would uh, they would go for it. would you agree with that
2: right yeah, and I do agree I mean I spoke with the subject today you know, and he's kind of discouraged now because he's Hold him back on turning in, you know, his pistol permit or not pistol permit, but his pistol permit application. And I told, you know, and I'll tell everybody, right? You know, don't wait, um, hand it in. Sure, you know, we we will get to him. And, you know,
3: why um, why in that particular yeah, why why wouldn't he submit that? Did did he have reservations? Did he feel like?
2: Well, it's because um, the first time he said, you know, because. You, you take a handgun safety course. Right. Well, so that's only good for a year. So that did expire on them. Interesting. You know, and he has to take it again. But, right. you know, I just don't want people to get discouraged. I mean...
3: Yeah, right, right.
2: We'll just we will get to them.
3: Yeah, and it's important. It, it is important because guns are dangerous, and, they, and people should know what they're doing. Uh, and if there's training necessary... But you know, you you look—you know—a motorcycle is dangerous. Do you have to take a motorcycle uh, examination every two, five years, Gerald? I don't think you do. No, no. You
2: know, and a vehicle is the same way, right? You know, right. So, um, no. I'm still very pro Second Amendment,
3: and that's good. That's a very good thing. And as I noted, uh, there was a lot of people that call themselves conservatives, just like uh, Chris Jacobs. But obviously, he was more—he leaned uh, more towards center than anything else. So, Gerald. So that's what people are talking about. Other than the drug issue and the pistols, what are other people concerned about, as far as uh, uh, Northern New York is concerned here?
2: It, I mean, it's safety, and you know, we don't—we don't get a lot of negative publicity. I mean, we don't. Thank our God. Um, deputies, detectives—you you, know—even our civilian staff. Everybody is friendly. Um we're, we're not getting bad publicity, um, and I think probably they want to see maybe more of us. Sure. Um, and especially in the smaller communities. Right, um, right. But a lot of times we're stretched thin. You know, we, we are hiring people, right. so hopefully here shortly um, you'll start seeing a lot more
3: of us. Not only that, just as a footnote, because Gerald was here, like I said, about a month ago, and, and you, you not only work at the Jefferson County uh, Sheriff's Department, but you also work as a town, a village officer up at uh, Alex Bay. Is that correct, Gerald?
2: Yep, that's correct. There and Clayton PD.
3: And in Clayton as well. Uh, you, I mean, okay. uh, so if there were more people like you, we wouldn't have a shortage of law enforcement uh, people uh, in that capacity. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I do agree with it. And a lot of them, um, whether they're just not interested, Right. Uh, maybe because of the way laws have changed them. Right. But I encourage people to, you know, at least come talk to us if you're interested. You know, right. we'll explain the whole process to you.
3: I got, I'm going to be very candid. And, and again, I, I, I don't even need an answer here. But I bet you there's a lot of people that fear about, you know, whether or not they smoke marijuana, even though that's becoming legalized in the state of New York, and therefore it would require, you know, testing. I wonder if, if, if somehow or other they, they said, hey, it's okay to smoke pot. You could be a law enforcement agent. I'm talking on my own behalf, by the way, Gerald. But do you right. think that's holding people back? There's some good people out there that, that might smoke marijuana that could be good law enforcement officers. But they're not going to do right. it because of that.
2: Right, absolutely. And you know what I tell anybody is, you know, when you fill your application out or whatever, you come in for an interview, right. you just don't lie. Don't right. lie about it. You know, I'm not, not I can't speak for any you know, for the sheriff's office right now, you know, whether they would get hired or wouldn't you know um, if they wouldn't be selected right. for the position. Right. Well, if you did something, tell the truth. Right. Because it, we can always work with it right. or may, maybe it's something we can't.
3: Right. And back in the old days you couldn't. And I think a lot of people still think to believe that because again it's law enforcement, but New York State it, like many other states, are legalizing. And so that, that should change. And I think that should open the doors for a lot of people, uh, not only in law enforcement. Now, on, a, on, on another note, last week uh, our community lost uh, a a man, a member of the law enforcement community, uh, and that's John Burns. He died uh, just the, last week. And I know you know John. it just wanted to give you an opportunity to, to talk about John and, and his legacy and his passing, uh, Gerald, if you will.
2: Um. I mean, John hired me in 2003, I mean he made sheriff 2002. Um I thought he was an amazing boss. Um he did a lot for the department. Um and I mean, I mean he he was a he was a boss that he never got I forgot where he came from.
3: Right, um, right, right.
2: An amazing man and you know and I know his family too.
3: So. Yes. Yes, a huge family, big name in the area. Now, right. more than likely if you hired by John uh, he probably, you know, you probably admired his work. I'm sure you did. There was no reason not to. Would you, I mean, knowing that, you know, when he was when he was sheriff, he did an incredible job, ran into a bump or two at the end there, but it, that wasn't anything of his fault. But for the most part, would you see yourself as a leader of Jefferson County Sheriff of the Department, Gerald, just like John was? Yeah, uh,
2: both. I mean, because even with, um, you know, Sheriff Burns did and Sheriff O'Neill. Right. I mean, There's a foundation there, and both of them have just built an amazing department. Right. So, um, both their shoes, they're they're honestly big shoes to fill. No doubt. So,
3: yes, yes.
2: um, I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't quit. I'm going to work hard Mm -hmm. um, and only continue to build the the department.
3: And you got an event coming up, too, Gerald. Where is that going to be?
2: Yep. Um, Thursday, June 9th, um, holding. uh, boat crews down in Alex Bay on the San Boat Tours. Nice. That's from six thirty to eight thirty. Uh, DJ Rogers is going to be playing. That's be live entertainment. Right. And right. There'll be uh, appetizers provided. Um. So start boarding. Um. At six thirty.
3: Six thirty. It is. Well, that's fantastic. I tell you what, uh, Gerald. Uh, thank you for calling in today, uh, and good luck because I think you're going to have good weather on the ninth, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I'm both. Well, if not, there, we have an insight.
3: Right, it's all covered, but it's always—it doesn't. You're absolutely right. It doesn't matter if it's it's rain or over. Yeah, right on the
2: on the Saint Lawrence River. Can't
3: beat it. Can't beat it at all. And that's that. That's for your campaign, of course. Gerald, thank you very much. Uh, good talking to you, and uh, we'll be talking to you before the uh, the big day, the big primary, which is Tuesday, June twenty. Thank you, sir. No, thank you, Gerald. Thank you very much. That's uh, Gerald Delash, one of three candidates running for uh, Jefferson County Sheriff. Sure. Uh, and of course, that primary ultimately determining who will be our next sh- uh, sh- w- sheriff. Oh, actually, they got to square it down, excuse me. But nonetheless, it's a big, big day. Uh, and, and again i'm just thinking out loud here i know one of the races there is a democrat it might be in the senatorial race against mark walsick but i'm unsure about that so let's let's do a commercial break we're well, listening to the live at 5 show here with your so-called we will be back right after this roof looking older than you are finding more tiles Herring's is contracting the people who call you back did you know now you know did you know i got this off someone's uh, facebook page I wanted to share it with you. A little tidbit. You know, I, this is the type of stuff that I, I talk about, like I'm like, um, Dr. Science or something. Hey, uh, Mr. hey Dr. Science, uh, what do you know? <laughs> you know? Well, I don't know much. You know why that water's boiling? No, Dr. Science, because it's hot. That's why. All right, that I do know. Well, stay away from it. Which direction should your ceiling fan rotate during the year, winter and summer? Do you know the answer to this? There is a reason, and I'll tell you in a little bit right now, exactly. Got left that little thing going. Yeah, yeah, the cat. One more time. Which direction should my ceiling fan rotate? Well, in the winter, it should go clockwise. Rotating your fan clockwise in the winter creates an updraft to redistribute warm air. Okay? In the summer, you might figure it's going to be counterclockwise, and you'd be correct. That's right. That's right. In the summer, it's counterclockwise. A counterclockwise rotation creates a downdrift to help cool your home. Now you know. You didn't know before, and Glenn Curry's not going to go home and because he's going to forget what is clockwork for and what it's not, and I'm going to lose the attachment I just read to you. Why? Because I'm Glenn Curry. That's why. That's all, ex- all I can say. You know, I pick on Joe Biden for being, you know, basically, you know, one step away from not knowing what day it is or actually at any given moment. And I'm no better. But I figured I'd share that with you right now.
0: Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going?
3: It's uh, Rich Glader. What's happening?
0: Hey, I just got back from the eye doctors. Oh, OK. Said.
3: So what's uh, what's the prognosis?
0: Um, I got to go back in two weeks. He said it's not bleeding now. I got to go back in two weeks. They're going to give me a shot in the, in the eye again, in the front of the eye. Ugh. And then in July, they're going to operate on it again.
3: And so is that is that good or bad? I don't know if that's good or bad.
0: They're going to operate on it again to take the uh, synthetic silicone oil out of it. Because they can't leave it in forever.
3: Okay, so you expected this, is what you're saying?
0: Um. Well, I don't know. But they, at first, they told me they were going to leave it in. They might leave it in forever.
3: We, okay, so this is... So thus, this might have come across as a surprise, and is this, uh, you know, I guess you could say, is this as a result of something that went wrong in the process, Rich, or what?
0: Like I said, it went wrong. Not with these people. I think it went wrong with the first person I went to. All
3: right, And I, and again, I, it, have you reached out to Joe or anybody? I know I, t- okay.
0: I did this morning, and um, they're um, gathering their information, and, and they'll get back to
3: me. Okay, good, good. Either that or I was going to give you Mike Herring's number, because he'll call you back. He doesn't work on eyes, but he'll figure guess it
0: out. Guess what? I had Mike come down and he did my. I'll tell you what. He did my metal. He put metal roofs on my my house, hmm. my me shed, my she shed. Wow. And guess what? What? That was probably about sixty eight hundred hours or something. But he did a great job. He yeah. did it. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. And I'd recommend him to anybody.
3: Really? There you go. Right there
0: on the spot. It wasn't that you know you know the runaround gig, right?
3: Right. Well, I'll he called call you back.
0: No, I guess I'll be next week. You know how it works with them people.
3: Right, 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 right. Well, when you say that he's the guy that calls, if when you're when you're uh, at it or whatever, when you're uh, when your brand says that you're the guy that calls people back, well, you have to adhere to that. You got to call people back, right?
0: You can't go wrong with this guy.
3: So he fixes your roof. Uh, he did this. He did that. And then did he look at your eyes to see if he could put like a, you know, a roof nail in there and clear out your eyelids or eyeballs? He looked at my eye
0: and all <laughs> I could see was $6,500. Ah. You know what else was worth it, though? There's no way to go with it, really.
3: Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. Did a great job. And, and and on on another sponsor that we hear here with Joe Theismann pushing those Garvin roofs, uh, uh, you know, the metal roofs. You, uh, you yeah, know, I,
0: I see that now, Yeah. Here's
3: the, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I actually, my neighbor in my neighborhood, that's the way it works, actually has a brand new roof. And they put it up, and, it, and I looked at them, and they, they all look like normal shingles, but they, they look bigger and fatter. They look like, wow, those are real shingles. And they were decorative. They didn't look fake. They didn't look like something out of a Tudor style, although I wouldn't have a problem with that. They just look like big rubberized uh, shingles and she had she has a white house and she got the entire house done in black and I right. looked at it and I told her I, I commented to her and her son recently I said that is the best looking roof I've ever seen in my life and and the son looks at me and says it's a metal roof
0: I go yeah, so they make them like a fiberglass plastic. exactly and yeah, and, I mean, and but but no, yeah but it's gonna last forever pretty much
3: so. so but I asked but but then I said jeez you know, we advertised for you know, Joe Theismann and the guy who instantly knew who I was talking about. Said, yeah, Notre Dame. I go, oh, there you go. There's a knowledgeable guy. And I'm looking up at him. I said, that's the greatest roof I've ever seen in my life. And I said, I hear these ads with Joe Theismann. I, I hear, I got to criticize our friend Bruce Mittman, although he's certainly not going to hear me. I would dare say that, look, it, it, and they might say it in the ad, although I can't remember it. I, to me, it has to be stressed because you have to hit me over the head with the bat from Bam Bam to w- get any message inside me. But I'm like, jeez, didn't they, they should say that it looks like a regular roof. Does it say to the ad, Richard, does Does Joe Theismann say that in the radio ad that we run ad nauseum here?
0: You know, I'm not sure, but I know the ones you're talking about, because I've seen them. They look great. They look and, unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, the one that's funny for me for the uh, when you see the ads on TV is, you remember J.J., J- J- J the talk, uh, dark guy, you know, from... J.J. Yeah, uh, uh, J. Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Social Security, get some more money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Cole, right now. oh my. What a perfect perfect guy for that job,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, and I tell you, if you ever heard him in an interview, a sit-down interview, he right. he is he is a smart dude. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. oh he's, yeah. He's got it down, too. I'm glad he's still alive, like many of them have gone. He was right. always skinny. Uh, six foot six, I think he is. He's a tall kid. By the way, speaking of that show, uh, Good Times uh, took place in the projects. I learned a lot about that on Facebook. You learned... Uh, S S uh, Florida that show started. It was a spinoff of uh, uh, All in the Family. I think she was a maid, uh, and then she w- then she was on the Maud show, or whatever. It's a spun from one show to the next. And if you and if somehow she wound up in Chicago. But the difference in age between her and John Amos was like over twenty years. He, right. he was like in his he, like he in his uh, he was like thirty two years old when he did that. She was already in her fifties, when or late forties, whatever it was. And it's like, and, and I knew that as a kid. It's like, I can, it's like, you know. And she was a good actress. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, well, I can't put those two together. And then, then you look at the Jeffersons because a lot of people got them confused because, well, it's just the way it is. And the right. Jeffersons, of course, you know, they were also a spinoff of uh, the, all the family. And yeah. uh, and and what's his face? Uh, Sherman Hemsley was considerably younger than Wheezy, wh- and I forget her name. Uh, so right. that's that's kind of weird. I thought I'd share that with you. Oh, and yeah. another thing, John Amos didn't like the fact that the writers for Good Times were all white Jewish guys, and they didn't know anything about living in the hood. And right. uh, that was one of the reasons why he left the show. He didn't like the writing. Anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I
0: was thinking a, a good job for you when you retire. Yeah. You could be the president of the United States and take a long vacation to Kenny Bunkport and everywhere else you want to go.
3: Right, right. You I have agree. You
0: more days off than I have. <laughs>
3: yeah, who? Uh, the president of the United States? Of course. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think they said 188.
3: Is that what it is?
0: He said he's going to be in the next two years if he continues. He's going to At be this the, pace. The, the most days off as a president ever.
3: Well, I would say he's off 365 days a year because he doesn't <laughs> know saying. where the hell he is. In and out of that's for sure. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And that look in his face when and he's always he's always kind of like explaining why, you know, our lives should suck. You know, <laughs> you ever get that impression, Rich? That oh yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. He's got everything under control. Yeah,
3: right? everything. Well, we got to do it. Yeah, is, and you know, I want a president that says, hey, we have to make this sacrifice. We need more rubber drives. We're trying to beat the Nazis. But no, it's not like that at all. It's like, oh, yeah, you Republicans, you're bad. And you know, sh- you should be bad. A lot of people are dying. Did
0: you see that, you see that in the news where. Uh the plane, little plane, flew overhead where he was, and they grabbed him, and they took him and his wife, and they ran him in, to hide him. Yeah, I, I, yeah.
3: What happened there? What, what was going? What they were? They were afraid. It was like a drone or something.
0: Don't no, they know that nobody's gonna nobody's gonna shoot that guy? Wow,
3: well, I know. You know, in this say, day okay, and age, right? any, unfortunately, there's so many crazies out there. You never know what's gonna yeah, happen. And right. if there was a drone ahead, uh, yeah. I, I, look, I don't want any harm to nobody. No, no one, I don't especially think it was a the president. Drama. I think it was a small, yeah. paper plane or something. But before. it's so painfully obvious that his wife is essentially running his life and is running more than more or less the policy of America. And uh, Valerie Jarrett, uh, along with Ron Klain, uh, they're in contact with each other every day with with ex president uh, or you know former president uh, Barack Obama. So right, right. So here's my thing, uh, Rich, and I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think people, when they see Donald Trump, they don't want Donald Trump to be president because they know he's in charge. And then other people like myself says, well, if you don't want Donald Trump in charge, why do you, want, why do you accept Joe Biden? And I think if you had to put, give them a, you know, like a, like a, you know, some type of truth serum, their, their, their answer would be, because they were never going to give you the real answer, but what they're really going to say is, because we know he's not running the country, someone's running it for him.
0: We can control him. We can
3: control He's the party sure, puppet.
0: Sometimes he speaks out and they go, wait a minute. Yeah, and then they got
3: to step back. Like, oh, no, that's... He
0: didn't mean what he just said two times in a row. Yeah,
3: nine millimeters. No, he didn't mean that. Uh, we're not going to war with Ukraine.
0: I am he- so looking to forward to 2024. Yeah,
3: but, but again, I, I hate to be the poo-pooer here. Um, Again, a lot of rhinos, a lot of people out there leaning towards the Chris Jacobs of the world are going to say, do we really want to go back to the summer of 2020? Yeah, that's uh, $2.12 of gas. Yeah, but do we have to look over our shoulder to see someone from Antifa throwing a brick at us because, you know, we, they might think of us as evil? It's like, yeah, well, you're going to have to deal with that. Well, no, I don't want to deal with that. What if, you want to deal with $7 gas? Well, we might have to. What about, what about all those tweets? Well, you know, that, that's really, you know, can't we have a president that doesn't have the... But what it comes down to, what, is, what I just said, they know when Trump's in charge, he's making the call. When they yeah, see well, Biden, do do? they His know tweet. he's not.
0: Isn't that part of your uh, constitution, Have uh, freedom of speech? He the, can say what he wants. Yeah,
3: but no, oh. they they don't look at no. Everything's changed. Yeah, I know they, they don't, but that's you know nothing. He can, everything, can, but he can't. Every everything changed when when the orange man came down the escalator, Rich. That's all I can tell you. Right, everything changed. right. But listen, I got to do a break, Rich. But I'm glad that you're going to get. That was
0: the dollar
3: 86 where, when it came down to his lowest around. Lowest and under his uh, under his uh, leadership. We'll, we'll talk Thanks, later. Thanks, Rich. That's Rich, and uh, this is live five show. We'll be back
0: you enjoy getting added bonuses with
3: your board by the committee to elect perry golden has anyone seen maverick with the remaining i just you know i hear nothing but good things about maverick uh, like people are wowed so and, and as if you know it's no surprise of course the original one is uh is on usa one day and spike channel the next i i, I don't even know what's what anymore so it's been running so I caught it, a, a big part of it at least, about maybe two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big 80s fan and whatnot. I'm a, you know, if you listen to the show for five seconds, everything there's references from 70s and 80s and, and essentially nothing beyond that. And rightfully so. <coughs> uh, but I did watch the original and I realized, wow, it's really not that good. I mean, you know, gr- you know the, for its time, the effects were great. They still stand out today. I hear the new movie is just outstanding. Plus, there's a local uh, contributor who was uh, born and raised in Laval, New York, uh, who is a Navy uh, uh, aviator uh, and flies the the, uh, the fighter jets, and it was was uh, was in the movie himself. So a lot of the maneuvers that you see were done by a local guy from Lewis County. God bless him for that, by the way. But uh, I, uh, watching the original, and I guess I thought about this the first time around. I was like, I know Maverick gets uh, exonerated for what happened to Goose. You know, Goose gets killed, but then they blame it on the uh, on the ejector seat because, you know, the delay from the ejector seat and the, and the lid of the, of, the, of the plane that he hit his head on. and It's like, I still think that uh, Maverick was reckless because that, that was the whole point. Like, he's not to be trusted. He's up there, you know, this, this, this fighter machine. And he's buzzing the tower and he's doing things against the grain. And then Michael Ironside gets him in the training thing. I got you, Maverick. You know, that deal. But then Tom Skerritt, you know, he walks in the scene like he just woke up out of bed. He always, Tom Skerritt, you know, I don't know if he was a British actor or Canadian. No, you think he was a Canadian actor, whatever. But he always looked like he just woke up. He was in Cheers for a bit. He was also in The Dead Zone. He was in Alien. He was a good actor. He was the guy that would kind of talk to Maverick looking in the other direction. Kind of like the nun from, uh, you know, Sound of Music. Cause you'd always talk to him like, yeah, you know, you're just like your father. It's like, you know, and it's like, there's so much, you can, You know, how many times can you have a movie where the father's long dead, but you're just like, a, you're reckless, you do what you want, you defy rules, but you know what, we're going to put you in the sky against the Russians over the Indian Ocean. Just, I didn't get it. But anyway, apparently the, the new one is if, as good, if not better, and they said you will be awed uh, by the aerial uh, stuff. And, and, and it's not CGI, by the way, it's, it's the real deal and that's what people expect. You don't you don't want another Spider-Man movie. You know, defying gravity and all, all of a sudden Toby Hooper is, you know, just it's just like this this video game. I can't stand Marvel comic movies or DC comic movies. Jesus, if I said that in front of some in, in front of some of my friends, they would probably you know, hate me forever. But I just don't get it. But anyway, and not to suggest that uh, the new Top Gun Maverick <coughs> is a superhero movie, but it might as well be. Because Tom Cruise is in it. Someone's calling in right now. If you want to call in as well, you could do that. So in a bit, seven five five twelve forty. Hi, you're in the air. Hello. It is good. It is
1: good. So it's uh, Jim Levin's song. Oh God, it's really good. It's um, and it's very um, it's very real. I mean, obviously it's a movie, so there's stuff that right is a little out there, but right. most of the maneuvers they do. Are absolutely accurate for the type aircraft they're flying.
3: Would you and, would you ever um, take your plane and do like a daredevil move, like you know, fly underneath the uh, the, the the Mario Cuomo Bridge?
0: <laughs>
1: Wouldn't fly. I used to train people in aerobatics when I was uh, in Albuquerque. I was a flight instructor at Kirtland Air Force Base in the Aero Club. There you go. And but we went up in these little things called Satabrias Right. and uh, did that I my airplane is not certified for aerobatic flight of
3: any kind but if you had so to no, I would but, not but do it, that. if you had to would you fly beneath any bridge like the Brooklyn Bridge and could you do that without crashing
1: I don't know why you'd have to
3: well no just for the, the answer hell of it there
1: is <laughs> as as a guy, who is a responsible pilot? Right. The answer is never. Right, right, could right. you without getting hurt? Yeah, of course you could. Just
3: like the uh, the the pitch- But the
1: problem is one little mistake, right, or right. I mean, you know, and and you know, either you're. Remember, you know, one one of the, one of the pitchers from yeah, I, that's
3: back. what I was going to mention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he,
1: he, he that seventy uh, second Street.
0: Right, right. Um, Crash in into fact, a condo. It's,
1: it's the building where if you um stay when you're visiting somebody, at, hospital for special surgery where I have my hips replaced. Right. That's the building.
0: Huh.
3: Wouldn't that be amazing no, like, mean, if you just had your no, hips replaced and you're walking again and then you get you, you get you get cra- a, a, a New York Yankee pitcher crashes into you in a beach nut or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> At 70 <laughs> 80 well, miles an hour. Yeah.
1: That's when you're you're glad you have not only the chest protector but the one between your legs.
3: I'm free. I can walk again. Look out. Well, I forget his name, Mark yeah. Lydell. I forget his name, but he was a New York Yankee pitcher, and he was flying was over it the Lytle. Yeah, was Lytle. It Lytle. Yeah, and then I told yeah. I told Jim this is right when Jim started working. That happened in 2006, right when Jim took over, and uh, and I told you before a sales meeting that someone did a tribute song to him because he's related to him, and and the, and the and the song that they used was "The Wind Beneath My Wings."
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you said I no. I mean, that guy,
1: he was. I mean, God rest his soul. I yeah. mean, yeah. nobody... I don't think it's funny. It's
3: no, just, it's, t- it's terrible, tragic, but, but he... Sh-
1: was a moron. Right, right. The flight instructor, I mean, he died, but had he not died, he should have been arrested and right. charged with murder. Right. I mean, that was just...
3: That was pure p- pilot mean, error. No things, reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to get one yeah, last I mean, tour of New York City before he left for home. Yeah. He never did.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Um, that, was, that was dumb. That's why you don't do stupid things like in fact there's a writer in in flying magazine uh used to be an FAA inspector and she did that she flew under a bridge and she got caught
3: right well and, yeah but she was uh, probably they, good at they,
1: it that, what that they they revoked they revoked her licenses
3: yeah I'm and sure.
1: she'd been a pilot for 60 years she had to start As a student pilot, take the written test, pass all the exams, and start from scratch after two years of not having a license at all.
3: So, like, her life turned into a Berlin song from... uh, By the way, do they play the Berlin song from the original uh, uh, Top Gun? Ow, 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 No. I love that song. And
1: and the girl girl who ended up liking Girls, who was his girlfriend in the movie, wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. It was... uh, uh, Jennifer Connelly was, was yeah. the girlfriend.
3: Well, I got to admit, I mean, she, you know, again, uh, you, the woman you're talking about, I'm forgetting her name, she 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 was uh, very good in that. She was also in Witness. She was the uh, Amish girl in that.
1: Oh, she was great. Yeah, She's great yeah, Kelly McGillis.
3: Kelly McGillis, and she was also in Someone to Look After Me. I, she was also, I think, she was in that. But whatever, she was beautiful. Yeah, she, was, she was great. And uh, but and, and, you, know, you
1: know, she yeah. was a pretty girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in those days. And so was Tom Cruise. And,
3: and <laughs> no, it's kidding. <laughs> Tom Cruise is six. He's my age, yeah. and he's from North Syracuse, by the way. Uh, Tom Cruise.
1: Well, what you have to, what you need to do is go on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And see the James Corden episode with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise takes Corden flying hmm. in his World War II plane, hmm. and then he takes him flying in a jet.
3: Wow. Wow. So, so Tom Cruise has can fly just like John Travolta.
1: Oh yeah, no Cruz Cruz is a great aerobatic pilot.
3: I didn't know that. I, didn't I mean, know
1: that. he Oh, he's amazing. And all the, you know, all the scenes in the movie were actually flown.
3: Hmm. Yeah, right. It I was did all hear
1: CGI that. The in in the last one. Yeah. And there's another thing on YouTube. I think it's called well, they didn't have Fighter Pilot Podcast on yeah. YouTube. Right. And they they have three top gun instructors talking about the movie.
3: Hmm. Interesting. And they liked it. And They say it's going to do a lot for um, the Navy, too, especially since yeah, Russia's getting their ass kicked. It.
1: Well, yeah, they're going to, you know, there's a huge pilot shortage uh, in the Navy and the Air Force.
3: Wow. And this and might s-
1: they're convinced this is going to resolve the issue. Well, just because like the, you and I talked people about. Are going to want to learn, and, and you will.
3: And it's just like when I said, you know, when Finland and, and Norway wanted to join NATO, it's just like uh, once they realize that the, that the schoolyard bully isn't as, as tough as he, he, they thought he was, then they want to join the rest of us. And uh, now that now that Russia's proven clearly proven that they're not the army we thought they were going to be, then now everyone should join the army because now you're not going to get killed. Now you're going to dominate just like we normally do. Uh, but we should have no threat from the from the Russians because they have demonstrated that well, they're really not the army we thought they were.
1: These 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 uh, you know Top Gun instructors were talking about when they simulate dogfight. Right. With the generation five planes, the twenty two and the thirty five, wow. it's really like, hard to that. simulate because there's no chance they'll ever get shot down by any planes other than them.
3: Isn't that something? God bless America. What about the Chinese? Do they have any? Be- do they have better technology than we do in the in the air? Because we're going to no, go to the war with them no, eventually. Not at all over no, Taiwan. Nobody right. does. Oh. Good. Well, that's good, right? I mean, that's they're a good thing. right? They're all developing it. They're
1: all developing it, but. They call them Gen 5 uh, airplanes. Good. And the G- Generation 6 are in development. They're just going to be, you know, they'll do things that UFOs that you know we see. Well, yeah, we'll maybe do.
3: maybe those are the uh, UFOs that we're catching. We don't know. maybe we're looking at our own technology. I got to go because I got to get one more call. It's almost six o'clock.
1: All right. Well, thanks a lot. And thanks see for later. the thanks for
3: the ticks again uh, tickets again, Jim.
1: Oh, for heaven's sakes. That's just between you and me. We can keep that private. Well, it's too late. But you're welcome, and I'm glad you had fun.
3: Yes, it was a great concert. Thank you. Uh, And that's uh, Jim Levin here on the live at 5. I got one more call, and uh, I I paid for them, but I got them out of reduction. But nonetheless, he offered them to me. Anyway, uh, and they were very good tickets. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, what'd you say? Top Gun Maverick, awesome movie.
1: I've seen it twice, and I'm going to see it the third time. And one of the really neat parts about it, I think, is the very end where Cruz gets, gets in his own private P-51 Mustang, which is a hot, hot single-engine aircraft that was built in World War II. There's right. only a few of them left in the world. He's got one. He flies it, and he puts his wife's movie wife in the, in the plane. And they fly off into the sunset wow. as he does barrel rolls in wow. the sun. It's, wow. it's an incredible movie. So I gotta go, I gotta go see it the third time now. Awesome. It
3: Great, thank you very much. Well there you go. Raving reviews from Jim Levin. Jim Levin likes too many movies. AM forty W Tino Watertown. This is CBS News on the
1: hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica in New York, where Governor Kathy Hochul has signed new gun control bills into law following massacres in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas. No 18-year-old can walk in on their birthday and walk out with an AR-15. Those days are over. You hear that? Those days are over.